welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I am super happy to be here. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a wonderful New Year's, wonderful holiday season. We're back. New Year, new season, lots more content. I'm really excited about 2021. I think everyone will agree that it's nice to put 2020 behind us. I know we still have some work to do in 2021, but here's hoping it's a little bit brighter and better than last year. So uh, before we get started in today's episode, let's just do a quick news update from the Disneyland Resort. Uh, There is no news. So as always, we are watching California very closely. They still have very high COVID-19 numbers. They're in lockdown, shelter in place. There's just so much going on over there, and so it's just not safe for Disneyland to open for all those reasons. The resorts aren't open. The, um, of course, the theme parks, the rides portions are not open. It's just crazy. Um, downtown Disney and shopping in Buena Vista Street, which is inside DCA, is open, but the restaurants, last time I heard, were still in takeout only. So uh, minimal Disneyland resort activities. Lots of people going to visit, but not a lot going on there. So we'll continue to monitor that and hope that we are moving closer to opening up the Disneyland Resort. But I guess more importantly is hoping that California starts taking a turn for the better and that their numbers get better and that they can then start to function again like a wonderful state that they are. So with that, we're going to move into today's episode. And I have not forgotten to continue my Walt Disney World series. That will be the next episode, which we'll talk about different activities and the research that I did and figuring out what dining shows, dessert shows, events I wanted to go to. So we'll definitely do that. Um, That series will continue. But today is focused on Disneyland Resort. And what I wanted to do is I mentioned some of these things in previous episodes, but I'm going to pull out what I'm calling my top five and bottom five things to spend money on at the Disneyland Resort. So here's the thing. There, I think there's a couple of different camps of people who visit the Disneyland Resort and probably Disney World and any other theme parks for that matter. There's the camp of people who want to experience everything that goes on at the resort. They want to eat on property, stay on property, buy merchandise, just like be completely immersed in that experience. Then there's the people who want to go to Disneyland Resort more often and can't afford to dive into all of those things every single time. So they choose to take a more budget-friendly approach. And it could be that it's their one and only time. It could be they want to go multiple times. But their approach is for whatever reason, whether it's truly financial or just the idea of spending so much money, they choose to take a more frugal approach. And then, of course, there's people somewhere in the middle. Now, for me, I am in the middle. I will save my money on certain things, and then I will 
buy or experience other things that some folks may think is way too expensive. So I'm going to talk through my personal top five and bottom five. So top five being the things that I would spend money on, and I'll tell you why, and bottom five being things that I can avoid spending money on and not feel like I'm, you know, feel left out. Because I am also in that camp where when I feel like I am missing something, then it makes me want to spend the money, even though that's illogical. That's just who I am. So being honest here. So first, let's talk about the five things I would spend money on, okay? So number one is I do spend money on special events. I like special events. They have provided me and my family with a lot of memorable moments. And by special events, let me just go through a couple of those. Some things aren't there anymore, and who knows? Some of these things may never uh, come back, or some things that I think would be there won't be there when it reopens. But nonetheless, I'm just going to give you some examples. So first thing is I am in the camp of buying a a dining plan or package for a show. So for example, we purchased a dining package for World of Color in DCA where we had lunch at the Lamplight Lounge, and then that gave us a a VIP viewing spot for World of Color later on in the evening. It was pricier than, of course, just eating at the Lamplight Lounge and then being in general audience viewing. But to us, that was what was special about it is having that special viewing. And since in all the times that we had gone to DCA, we had never watched World of Color from start to finish that was the special event. That was the the crown jewel of the evening. So that dining package was the best, plus Lamplight Lounge is amazing if you've never eaten there. Another example is Skyline Lounge over at the Disneyland Resort. And I have talked about that in several different episodes. Um, and I think I want to do a full review from um, start to finish. But it is the viewing area that is in the big round building that's been so many things over the years but right now it is Launch Bay and um, Launch Bay is just one portion of the building but there's a ramp that is to the right of the entrance of Launch Bay and you take the ramp up it kind of winds up to the top of the second story of that big round building there's a patio there where they put chairs games some heaters and lots of seating and you for a price which at the time I believe was $59 per person adult and like $39 for a kid was you got this dessert um tray like a like a um bento box kind of look of delicious sweets and a few savory items all you could drink coffee tea soda and you sat in that lounge area there was lots of seating and it was right up against the railing there and it overlooked Tomorrowland and it looked towards the castle and you know Space Mountain is there the 
um, you know, Finding Nemo ride and all those things. It's like such a gorgeous bird's eye view of that area. And the idea is you check in at a certain time, you go up there and you have like a two, three hour window to come and go because you have a special pass. You get your bento box of deliciousness. And then the crown jewel of that event is if the fireworks are going, which that is part of the caveat is it's it's that price no matter if the ca- if the fireworks go or not. And as you know, sometimes the fireworks don't happen for weather and wind and things like that. But if all things align perfectly, you have such a beautiful view of the fireworks because you're looking right over the top of the buildings to the castle. Now, you don't get to hear the show per se. Let me take that back. They pipe in the music. They pipe it into that area so you do get to hear it. You wouldn't see the projections is what I meant to say because you're not that close, but you can see enough, okay? You get a general idea, but it's just so nice. And to me, that is an expense for an experience that's worth every penny. We absolutely enjoyed it. The sweets were like over the top and probably, you know, more sugar and processed than you really should consume. But that's kind of the the special treat about it. It's like an indulgence that you don't do every day. The viewing was awesome. It was very, very cold up there. They came around with blankets. It just was such a great experience. So I am all about those special events. We've done like um, when they had the all you care to eat barbecue place back by Big Thunder, which in that area now is Galaxy's Edge. But before there was this show and you could have, you know, you paid a, a, a set price and you got all you can eat food at these picnic tables with red checkered tablecloths and just those kinds of things to me are awesome. It's not something we do every time, but it's something I do occasionally. And like I said, those bring so many memories. So to me, those are worth it. Something else that I like doing when going to Disneyland is I like to have a sit-down meal. I don't like to do that every time because it's pricey, but one day or one meal a day, however we want to do it, is usually a sit-down meal of some sort. So on the Disneyland side, you all know if you've been listening to my episodes, I'm a huge Blue Bayou fan and a Cafe Orleans fan. There's a lot of other sit-down places that you can eat, but I like to incorporate one where I make a reservation. It is like our dining event. On the DCA side, Lamplight Lounge is a favorite of ours. We've never eaten at Carthay Circle Lounge. We need to, or restaurant, I should say. We need to do that, and that is on my wishing well list. But I do like to have one reservation and sit down and have a meal. One um, just one in that day or in the weekend. It, it can be pricey, so I don't like to do it all the time, which kind of goes to another thing that I spend money on is I try, or we have, I shouldn't say I orchestrate this, it kind of just evolved, is we will snack more than we will eat. So what do I mean by that is you could get quick service at a ton of locations anywhere around the resort. Downtown Disney, Disneyland, DCA, the the resorts themselves, which by the way, don't forget to uh, have 
maybe you want to have a sit down dinner in one of the resorts. But back to the quick services, you can have, you know, a good meal. Like let's take Flo's V8 over at DCA. That fried chicken is delicious. There's a fried chicken meal where you get mashed potatoes and gravy, fried chicken and some vegetable. And that is like one of our absolute favorites. That is much cheaper than a sit down dinner. And that is a hearty, delicious meal. Quick service is awesome. But what I like to do or what we've kind of evolved into doing a lot of the times is snacks. So maybe we go and get some popcorn. Maybe we get a churro. Maybe we get, you know, a treat of some sort. Maybe we get um, Bengal barbecue is one of our absolute favorite places at the Disneyland um, side theme park. We will go get that. We'll get a couple of skewers, a drink. And we are good to go. And that's so much cheaper than getting like a full-on meal and certainly cheaper than sit-down. There are vegetable and fruit stands and maybe we'll get some mangoes and a banana and an apple or a thing of cheese or something like that. So that's something else that I like to do is save a little money by snacking. However, to take that one step further... I am a big proponent of bringing snacks in our backpack because the truth is once you eat that rich, delicious food and you're so tempted because you can smell it and see it, it kind of sticks with you. You're not drinking as much water as you should. You're, I just feel like it like sticks to your, your whole stomach and it, it just kind of hangs on you and you just don't get to work it off or work it out as much. I mean, it's so delicious, but you're always on the go. It's just, it's something that I like to do sparingly in the way of having like a a hearty or heavy type of food item. But little snacks are great and snacks in my backpack are even better. So as I've mentioned in other things or other episodes rather, is I will bring either like an insulated bag and have like string cheese and apples or maybe oranges or an applesauce pouch or granola bars or things like that. And when we're standing in line for a ride, which seems to be the best time to kind of grab something out of the backpack and snack on it while you're waiting. And it just, it hits the spot and it didn't cost nearly as much. And spending money, what I would say to that is if you're going to do that, get your, I wish you could see my air quotes, get your special occasion treats, things that are like, for example, maybe buy the pre-cut carrots and, you know, individual containers of ranch so it's easy on the go and you can, you know, put that in your bag and you can throw away your trash and it's convenient. It costs a little more than if you cut up the carrots and put ranch in a container and I totally get that. But at the same time, it's just a quick and easy dispose of and you don't have to carry around, you know, any waste um, in your backpack. But it's it's fun special treats. Maybe a peanut, you know, those jiffy peanut butter cups and some apples or carrots. Maybe it's, you know, those more expensive granola bars. Maybe it's, you know, those little baby bell cheeses or, you know, whatever. Just kind of up your game on your snacks because it will make you and your family want them more and you actually will spend so much less in the long run. So snacks, instead of sit down meals instead of quick service meals and then take that a step further and bring your own snacks. Um, Something else is 
I prefer to spend the money to stay closer to property because, I mean, on property is ideal, but they're, I mean, that's really expensive. If you can afford that, that's best case scenario. But if you can't afford that, staying close to property to me is worth the money. I've explained this in other episodes too, but just to kind of recap, for us at the end of the day, because when we go to Disneyland, we go to Disneyland. I mean, I, even when we lived 10 minutes away, it was very uncommon for us to be there less than four hours, right? So if you're coming in for a special trip and this is your you know, however many days at the Disneyland Resort, you're going to put in some time. And that means you're going to put in some walking and your feet are going to be tired. It is not uncommon to clock six, seven, eight, nine miles in steps going around the resort. It's just, that's, that is the nature of the beast. And so when you're done, whether you are going midday to take a nap or a rest, like I always suggest, or you're going at the end of the day, if you were a warrior and stayed there all day, you're flipping tired. And if you have kids with you who are tired and cranky or whatever, the last thing you want to do is spend another 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes getting back to where you can put your head on your pillow, whether that's a long walk that's a shuttle, that's a drive, whatever it is, it's just one of those things where at it sounds great on paper that you saved that money when you're doing your planning. But for me, when I'm ready to leave Disneyland, I want to get to my room as quickly as possible because I'm tired, because I budgeted the maximum amount of time I could inside the resort and now I'm ready to go. So to me, spending money on a hotel closer to Disneyland is absolutely worth every single penny. So those are really my big items. The only other thing I'll add is merchandise. And then that's going to take us right into our what I don't recommend spending money on or how you can save money. When it comes to merchandise, there are so many cute and adorable things that you could purchase. And when you're there at Disneyland, and I always say this when we're there, I'm like, ah, I'm with my people because there's a million fanatics around you, people who love Disney as much as you do. And it's very awesome, right? It's so comforting. And there's so much merchandise on people's bodies, on their strollers, um, on their head, on their back, on their whatever. They're always wearing or toting something absolutely adorable. And certain trends will be more common, like rose gold ears were a big deal for a, a one season we were there. And everybody that, you know, could was wearing them. Um, and then those cute little sequined backpacks, you know, mini backpacks and those, um, what do they call them? Spirit jerseys that, you know, come in a million different varieties now that say Disneyland across the back from the back of your left arm that go, carries over to your right arm in, in, in an arch there. And there's just so much merchandise. And no matter what what your Disney um, theme preferences, whether it's like Star Wars or, you know, the classic characters or the princesses or whatever, there's no shortage of merchandise. So I like to budget a amount of money for merchandise where maybe everybody can get one item and 
really make sure it's the item that you want because you only get one. So if it's a t-shirt, a hat, whatever it is, but maybe just one item. And why do I do that? Because we want everything, right? And it's kind of that, that statement I made at the top of this episode, feeling like in the club. No, I do not, I'm not saying you should just buy something because you want to be in the club. But the truth is when you're there, you're going to find something likely that you just think is adorable and you want as a souvenir. And so if you go in it budgeting ahead of time how much you will spend on that, it just makes it a lot easier. You get your item and you were prepared for it. So those are the things that I will spend money on. Now let's creep into what I won't spend money on or what I avoid spending money on and try to save so that I can spend my dollars on the things we just went over. So the first one is merchandise. So I do not want to buy a bunch of Disney merchandise on property. Most things that I adore can be purchased elsewhere, right? Disney merchandise is everywhere. Of course, there are certain things you're only going to find on property, and those may be your budgeted items. But in general, like a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt or Mickey Mouse ears or thing or a backpack or a purse or whatever, you can buy them on property, but you can also buy them off property for a heck of a lot less. You can go to an Etsy shop. You can go online. Amazon has a gazillion things like lanyards and Um, just all the things I just mentioned, blankets and all kinds of things. You, You can save so much money by purchasing those things off property. The money still goes to Disney or a portion of it. So they're certainly not losing out. And And it feels really good to be in with your people and have your Disney um, attire with you, like you're, you're dressed up for the occasion and whatever that means to you, but you saved a lot of money. So I do not spend a lot of money on buying merchandise there on property because it is pricey and it can get away from you really quick. Something I don't spend money on is buying water. I always bring an insulated cup of some sort. We have the best stainless steel water bottle, Mickey Mouse water bottles. We bought at Target that are long and skinny and they're super perfect. We'd fill them up with water and ice and those things would stay cold all stinking day. And I mean all day. And then if we, and we'd split them. Okay. So it was three of us that would go a lot and we'd have two water bottles. Right. And I had a backpack that had two slots on either side and I could put those water bottles. And again, they were slender, tall stainless steel. So they really held on to the temperature there. And then if we were going like for back in the evening or just for a couple hours, I may just bring one in a smaller backpack and we would we would share the water or you can bring one for every family member. But Disney also had water bottle filler stations where it was like a smaller fountain. You can fill up your water bottle. Who knows what it's going to look like when it opens up. But that was a big thing. That was free. Also, every dining location will give you a small cup with ice and water lid and straw. Get that. So what we do is when we sat down to eat, We would get the waters, drink the waters, and save our other waters in our backpack for when we were not eating. 
The other thing I don't spend money on is sodas. If I can avoid it, I will avoid that altogether or split one because they are very pricey to get a fountain drink. So maybe I would buy one large one and we would split it or my husband and I would split one and my daughter would have her own, but I would buy less of the sodas usually um, that would work out just perfectly. So just keep in mind that you don't have to have a soda for every person because that does add up very quickly. And along the lines of food, I've mentioned this before, is splitting meals. You know, some of those portions are really large. So we really, we don't just do it only to save money. We really do it more to save waste because you spend a lot of money and you get more food than you really want to eat. And I am not a bird eater. Okay. So I'm not talking about, oh, the portion is so big. It's a full sandwich. And no, I'm talking about like an excessively large sandwich or a bowl of pasta that's way too big or whatever. So you get this food that you've spent a lot of money for and you feel compelled to finish it and now you're miserable where we've learned very quickly to split things. So what do we do? What does that mean? Maybe we split an entree and get a couple of appetizers or if you're doing quick service, maybe we get like a big piece of pizza and we split it down the you know middle there and we each have a side salad or you know, we get a big thing of, um, you know, nachos or something and we split them so that we're not wasting food as well as money, but it just makes us feel better. So splitting is a big deal that I am less likely to spend. As I've mentioned before, um, you know, the whole point of this episode is where I will spend money and where I won't. So I try to be very mindful of the dollars we spend on food because it does add up so quickly. Every stop to pick up a food item is very expensive. So splitting, bringing my own snacks, being mindful of the dollar amounts that we're spending and I always try to do a budget for food and try very hard to stick to that. Again, with what I talked about before and having sit down a little bit different for that one occasion, but as a general rule, I try to avoid spending a lot of money on food. The other thing is desserts. We are a family that grew up where you have something sweet to eat after your meal. It is a terrible habit, but a delicious one. So instead of getting a dessert item at, let's say, the sit-down place that might be kind of expensive, maybe our dessert item will be a uh, Dole Whip or an ice cream bar or an ice cream cone, you know, at a different location that's going to be a little less expensive than, you know, getting the $9.95 beignets or whatever, the $20 beignets, whatever it is. I just try to be mindful of saving where I can and getting those snacks elsewhere that might be cheaper or hey you can bring those individual packs of Oreo cookies in your backpack and you can have that for dessert or whatever type of sweet you want to have but that's just another way that I try not to spend money on those kind of things that are pricey. Uh, Something else is parking. So when I lived there we had the annual pass that included parking. So driving your car there was no additional expense because it was all part of the annual pass. But traveling to 
Disneyland is a horse of a different color. Because I live in Arizona, we would drive over to California on a regular basis. And of course, we would have our car. But here's where it gets really pricey. There's parking fees to stay at the hotels. And the closer you get to Disney, the more expensive parking is. So if you're not driving to Disneyland, here is my recommendation. Take a shuttle from the airport. The Orange County Airport is only about 10 or 15 minutes away from Disneyland. Take a shuttle, you know, an Uber or whatever, over to your hotel from the airport. And then if you're staying close to property, which as you know, I recommend, then you don't have to pay for parking every day or parking in the parking garage, which is $25 a day. That's just a way to save money and you don't have to rent a car. If you're just going in the area, just do some budget or number crunching to see what it would cost to take an Uber to do certain things versus renting a car. We've certainly rented a car and it's turned out to be, you know, really good because maybe we wanted more freedom. But then there's been other times where I thought, you know what, this really isn't necessary and we could have done this with no car. So just want to throw that out there is these expenses that are kind of behind the scenes that maybe you're not budgeting for can get pretty pricey. Parking at the hotel, parking on Disney property is one of them. So let's see, I talked about food, merchandise, water, sodas, and parking. So those are things I try not to spend on. So let me let me go back to merchandise really quick because I want to make another point about merchandise. One of the weaknesses for us is when you have your kids with you, right? They see that beautiful balloon, the light up necklace, the bubble machine, the whatever that some other kid has. And it's really, you know, cute and tempting and you want to purchase it. And again, that's really pricey. Recommendation would be to have one of those fun items in your backpack as a surprise and bring that out when you're there. At nighttime, you see all those, you know, light up things, people's necklaces, something in their hair, something on their backpack. It has lights, it's flashing, it's whatever. There's so many of those things you can buy off property that aren't Disney related, but cool nonetheless. Anything that glows in the dark, anything that lights up, anything that has batteries um, that you can, you know, make it really fun for your kid that you can bring in to the park and purchase it off property instead of on property because you're going to spend a heck of a lot more. So those are my fun little items for ways that I spend my money and ways that I try to avoid spending too much money while at the Disneyland Resort. So I would love to hear your suggestions. What do you spend money on? What is a financial priority for you at Disneyland or would be if you've never been? And what would you avoid? Like, how do you feel about food? Would you buy on property? Would you say, no, we're gonna eat off property? Love to hear your your feedback. Love to hear that. So where can I get your feedback? Go to the website disneylanddevoted.com and I will have on the front page a comment section and let's start a conversation about what you would spend money on and what you absolutely avoid spending money on. So with that, I hope that you are staying healthy and safe. Again, a very happy new year to you and your family. And until next time, 
Bye.